to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. All right, today we have an extra special guest. She is one of our very valued listeners, and we're so happy to have her here. We have future Dr. Sade King. Mm. She's a PhD student (laughs) at the University of South Florida, and she's working in computer science and engineering. She's also a Sloan Minority PhD scholar, and for her educational background, she got her Bachelor of Science in Computer Science, also from University of South Florida, where she minored in international studies. Studies. Currently, she's in a research lab called Cyber that stands for Cyber Identity Behavior and Research Lab, where she's investigating novel topics related to behavioral biometrics and security. She's looking at deception detection using body language as well as sound. And not to mention, her advisor is also a Black woman Woo-woo. who <laughs> happens to also be from the University of Florida, where Jeremy and I work. Uh, shout out to Tempest. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> She also participates in CRAWP activities, who's one of our sponsors, and that we're very, very grateful for. Shout out to the sponsors. (laughs) If you don't know about them, please Google them. They have so many different wonderful programs for students who are in computing. And if that wasn't enough, she also tutors for the urban scholars in the Tampa area. She mentors for Bulls Engineering. She's also interned as an undergrad and um, currently also as a grad student. She's worked places like North of Grumman, Abacode Cybersecurity, RPI Consultants. And as a grad student, she's been with PNNL, which is the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. So without further ado, Shade, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> we are so excited. Yeah, so excited to have you. Yeah. Okay, so I want to like bring us back to the CRAWP conversation sure. because this is how we got connected to Shade. So right. you mentioned she's like a valued listener, but Shade <laughs> randomly popped into our little modern figure session during to say something. the virtual CRAWP <laughs> session. And she was like, I was I don't know even know what I was talking about at the time. I was just talking to everybody remember. in the room about randomness, <laughs> modern figures, podcast related. And she was just like hanging out. She stayed until like almost everyone left. And she was like, yeah. I just wanted to say, like, you're the reason I'm here. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, we didn't pay for people to come to this. Like, we're in here for free. Like, they, right. they gave us the sponsorship. And proceeded to explain how exposure from the podcast changed her life. So 
It's, we got to hear it. all about Literally. it. We love yeah. it. Yeah. No, definitely. Okay. So let's start out in the beginning. How did you grow up? What was it like? Were you, are you from Tampa? No. So I'm from Palm Beach County. Ooh, it's like, okay. it's a decent drive from Tampa. Yeah, it's it's like, like on the other side, Port. right? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Opposite yeah, side of Florida. Like hop all the way over and then drive south a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up in Palm Beach County. Um, <laughs> it was my mom, my sister and I and grandma was always around. And um, so my mom, she worked in crime scene, but she was always working like super long hours. But yeah, that's where like the love for like science mm. and stuff kind of came in. I wanted to be a crime scene investigator like my mom for a really long time <laughs> until she would tell me stories and I realized how unglamorous it is. Mm. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, that's not going to work out. Right. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. 100%. That's, that's, um, right. well, that's cool having a mom that was a scientist that got you started in like inquiry and wondering things. Yeah. She, we would do um, every summer, like normal kids would do, I don't want to say like fun camps, but like we basically <laughs> like took courses at Palm Beach State and there Aww. were always like science courses and stuff. She wanted us to be like, she didn't want us to be intimidated mm-hmm. by math mm-hmm. and by science. So she was, and she used to, she always talks about how um, she got us in tutoring in Kumon and oh, we would okay. like hide our packets because we, we were in it for so many years. And she was, she's always like, when we complain about calculus and stuff, she's like, you could have been mathematicians. Oh no. But you would throw away your Kumon packet. Oh. I'm like, I did the best I could. <laughs> That's wow. so cool. So, I mean, not everybody has that story where they had like a, a parent or like a direct yeah. influence that got them into science or math. So that's Definitely. really awesome. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah. So you mentioned you did like these math camps and, you know, special nerd, sort of camp. nerd camps. Yeah. Yes. Did any of them like steer you towards tech? That's a good question. No, what actually kind of got me into like computing was um, I went to Atlantic High School in Delray Beach. That's my high school alma mater but um there was an elective that I took and um we kind of served as like IT for the school (laughs) I was really excited to do that because it was like a pretty chill class you just kind of hung out until someone called for you and then you'd go help or whatever Mm -hmm. but we would like you know the the tower desktops we would like take them apart and like clean them out and like put memory in them and stuff like that Um, And so I was like, this must be computer engineering. And so I was like, I'm going to major in computer science because I know computer engineering. Like, I literally thought that was computer engineering. So I was like, I know that already. Click. Like, I'm going to do computer science. Let me do the other side. Let me do the software side. Yeah. (laughs) I got the hardware down. Yeah. I was like, I I know what that is. Been there, done that. That's amazing. That's it's so hilarious because there's it, I've learned so much more since then. I was like, that's not that wasn't it. But yeah, okay. you went to USF and you were like, mm, mm, that is not it. No, right. this is not exactly what I was expecting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you had that much exposure to computing, where you could make a logical like, hey, I'm going to differentiate hardware, <laughs> even if it wasn't correct. Being exposed to it, even as a major, to you know, land in the ballpark of where you know you wanted to be. I'm going to tell you, my I had computer guts all over my dining room table, much to my mother's dismay, because my dad used <laughs> oh, to, wow. he worked for AT&T, so same type of thing, like oh, people would cool. bring him computers and be like, fix this, and he would just take them apart. So I knew all the parts of the computer, but I remember being like, not dealing with that in school, oh, wow. not interested, don't want to do it. And I had taken like 
coding. I don't think I ever made that connection that it could be computer engineering. So, <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's a different level of thinking that I personally Thank did not you. have. So, you know, you were onto something. You were onto something. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, I thought I figured it all out. I thought I had it all sorted out at like 17. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go to school for that. That one. sounds oh, right. Yeah. Um, as a black female, <laughs> yeah, it's like I know everything. I have seen it all. Definitely. I know the world. Yep. yep. <laughs> so then you learned the real difference between computer yes. science and computer engineering when you got to college. So what what was yes. your, you know, college experience like? Was it everything you thought it was going to be? Were there some waking awakening moments for you? That's a good question. I. I honestly think I had a blast in undergrad, but I, I don't know. I always feel like I wasn't like the typical, I don't know what people expect a computer science student to be. I was always like trying to, I didn't want to just do computer science. So I was like obnoxiously involved. Um, I was like, (laughs) I was a resident assistant for a long time, like three years. Um, And I was a USF ambassador which was so much fun. We got to like work these fun events and like talk to people who would sponsor and donate to the university and stuff. So it was like a fun thing to do, but it was also like, it took a lot of time kind of thing. And so I wasn't, you know, the computer science student who had a bunch of external projects that they were constantly grinding on. I was like, I'm going to do my schoolwork and then I'm going to go do other things that are fun. (laughs) And so I'm not just constantly typing away at a computer all the time. Like I still like interacting with people. Us too. Yeah. Yeah. As extroverts. Yes. Yeah. I needed like, I needed a little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did your colleagues ever be like, what you're doing people things like, you know, other Mm -hmm. folks in your classes, did they look at you like you were crazy? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I didn't have very many friends in my classes. I didn't really connect that well with the other CS students. Mm -hmm. I would have like, there were like a couple people here and there. But they were kind of like on the same wavelength as me. We would just like do our work and then like and go live our lives. Right. <laughs> like this thing is not about to own me. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of thing. No, that's I think the attitude to have definitely. Like I always felt like, oh, I have to be this nerd and, you know, sit in a closet and type yeah. in the dark. It's a huge <laughs> pressure to be that. And I'm like, I, I can't. Yeah. In the closet though? In the dark. The closet. Well. Yes. It needs yes. to be dark. And so that's your only source. Mm-hmm. Of- You're just focusing. The only source of light is your code. Like, oh my know. gosh. I think that's what people actually think about when they think of computer yeah, science. That's what they think about like hackers and your mm-hmm. the, the black and green screen and yep. you're just Yeah. Yep. That's a tragedy. <laughs> no, but I like the fact that you didn't feel intimidated by that external pressure. The fact that you're like, yeah. look, I'm coming to these classes and <laughs> do my it work. Took some time. It took some time to get there. But I mean, one, I mean, I didn't want to be an RA because I was like, I don't like talking to people. <laughs> but an RLC um, was like, encouraged me. She was like, people like you. And I was like, I don't like people. And she was like, well, <laughs> it would help you a lot if, you know, you were an RA and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And I had a lot of fun doing it. My staff was a good time. And there was a time like the I think one of the biggest like I don't want to say most defining but it was a defining moment for me for sure was um trying to actually get into the department so when you're admitted at USF you're admitted to the college of engineering but you're mm-hmm. not in the department and so it was a hustle oh, wow. to get to the computer science department for me for sure um especially because I did IB as a mm. high school student and so you come in with some of those credits 
And so like all the credits that were left were like physics and calculus. Mm -hmm. And so I had to have this GPA between like my physics and calculus. And I was like, that's, that's a little rough. So it took me more time. So I was, I um, retook English so I could have those, like that GPA contributed towards it, but it took some time and it was a huge hurdle. I can imagine. Honestly. It's a yeah, lot of pressure. It's, it's all that concentrated yeah. work. Like usually it's like, oh, you can kind of spread all of that difficultness across exactly. other classes. But yeah, they're like, yeah. no, you've already done the uh, less difficult things. Here exactly. are all your hard classes. Together. Yeah. So did you tough. get like scholarships and stuff to go to school? Because yeah, I got, smart. Um, yeah, huh? I said, you're clearly smart. So right. oh, thank, thank you. My um, mom thought so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She knew. She knew. Um, I did. Um, I was able to get the Florida Bright Futures. Mm-hmm. So I had um, one of the tiers of that. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. But I actually lost it. I got mm. um, when I took Cal 2, I got like a failing grade. And so I lost my scholarship. Um, but yeah. I had um, the Florida Bright Futures scholarship and a couple of others from USF. But when I lost my scholarship, it was like, now what kind mm-hmm. of thing? And so that was one of the moments when I was like, I really got to figure this out, get it together kind of thing and sort it out. So I had to retake Cal 2 and it was, it was annoying, but Cal 2 better is awful. I don't yes. care. All you Cal 2 stands out there, get over yourself. <laughs> it's trash. It's horrible. It's I like Cal 2 more than uh-huh. Cal 1. Well, but you're weird. Also, Diffie Q weird. can, I'm not going to finish that I, sentence. I but. love virtual <laughs> equations. If I could remove Cal 2 from the sequence... I would have had a block. I could have been a mathematician. That's fair. Mm-hmm. No, I believe you, you. But you had adversity and you overcame, you know, and it still didn't make you like jaded towards school. So yeah. somehow you decided you wanted to get into a PhD program. Did you do like yeah. research experiences yeah. or anything? Yeah. So my, so my eldest sister, Jade, um, is actually, she was getting her PhD and my dad oh, always Jade. told us. Yeah, so she, my sister Jade, she has her PhD in human factors. Oh, and awesome. she works. Okay, Jade. Yeah, Jade. So she's working on the podcast. Hey, Jade. Yeah, she would. She would literally <laughs> love. Jade would be like, "It's a moment." Like she would. I'm here. She's for like it. ten. Hi, you here for it? I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. We, okay. I'll give you the info. Yeah. One hundred percent. She'll be on. Cool. She loves it. Um, but yeah, Jade did her PhD in human factors, and my dad was always like, you know dads you know when you're like four they're always like you're gonna you're gonna do it all and get your phd and you'll never stop learning and you're like whatever right but um jade actually did it and then she was trying to make me do it and i was like listen i'm a computer science student Mm -hmm. i can get 80k with my bachelor's Mm -hmm. but um you know there was an opportunity to do an reu it was it was a really rare opportunity actually it was like usf was offering REU, but to take it as a class. So what is an REU for our listeners who don't know? Yes, REU is called Research Experience for Undergraduates. It's funded by NSF. It's like at a bunch of different universities across the U.S. You can apply to like any REU that's stationed at a university that has like a research topic that you're interested in. It's great. I highly suggest that you go and do the thing it helped a lot for me yeah and they'll pay for you to be there but also like pay for sometimes lodging sometimes Mm -hmm. like other things like travel later on in the year it's really cool yeah yeah reus are awesome 
So I took it as a class. So I didn't get those benefits mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was just a student. Um, but it was still an awesome opportunity. I learned a lot. They um, told us about grad school. And I was like, research isn't so bad. We did like, <laughs> the project we did was like sound localization or what? like kind of like sound signatures and rooms and like recognizing rooms. Okay. And so we got our little Weka setup going and we were recognizing the different rooms and the engineering buildings. So oh, that's, that's cool. what we did for our project. Yeah. Kyla's trying to take you now. I know, right? Like, no. When are you done? Sound. <laughs> my lab might need a postdoc. So. <laughs> no, that's really cool, though. So that made yeah. you like. That got it going. Okay. Yeah. And so after that, um, I was like, oh, this was kind of fun. Um, and I I ended up reaching out to Dr. Hendricks. He's like the algorithms um, teacher or professor at USF. And He's notorious. He's just so like, he's like just one of those brilliant mind people, <laughs> but he was, was always my favorite. Like he's just such a good time. Um, and so I reached out to him and I was like, Dr. Hendricks, like, I really enjoyed that. I don't know what to do. I want to volunteer in a research lab. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and um, we had new faculty or newer faculty. He was like, Hey, here are some people who are just getting their labs going. Like you can definitely reach out to them and try and get in there, you know, while the going is good. And that's how I met Dr. Neil. And yeah, we had our initial meeting. And after the REU, I did like a write up like a little, little scientific paper. Aww. And so I was able to present that to her. And she was like, Oh, she can write. <laughs> right. So that's half the battle with the PhD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she was really excited. And Dr. Neil really did most of the rest of the legwork for making me or encouraging me to like, do the PhD because I was still like, okay, I'll do a little master's with thesis. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but she was like, you have the stuff, do the thing. And I was like, okay. always the stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Cause sometimes people just need to be told that they are mm -hmm. capable. Like yeah. they can have I it, but no to one told it. them. Yeah. And not and your honestly, sister like, being the one to tell yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. She, she definitely helped. She was like, you got to do it. Like you're pretending like you don't like it, but you definitely like it. I know you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But she was right. One of my biggest fears, like Jade always encouraged me to do it. Dr. No encouraged me to do it, but even still, like it took a little bit to win me over. Right. <laughs> so um, I was my hugest fear of like grad school was like, I just did all that for my bachelor's. Like architecture is hard. Computer architecture was hard. Mm. Algorithms was hard operating systems that was hard and so i was like <laughs> I, don't, I was like i don't know if i can do that again like at yeah. another intensity just like at a higher level like it was really scary and i didn't know if i'd be able to make it through those classes and dr neil was like you can make it through those classes and i was mm -hmm. like i don't know we'll see but yeah that was honestly a huge 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 fear of mine i was like grad school is just like the same classes, but just amplified. And I was like, I don't know if I can do it amplified. I don't know <laughs> if I can make that. You know, you have have oh, okay. Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I was going to say, did you have many of the same teachers from undergrad in grad school? It didn't end up that way. No, no. So, um, mm. and I think that's something I was afraid of. <laughs> I was like, because I, I didn't know. I didn't realize, you know, that um, different professors taught, yeah, the grad courses. So I was expecting like, the same thing from the same people just like several notches up yeah. <laughs> okay so what about like the money piece because i know that that's usually a concern for students too is like 
Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I feel like I keep talking about money, but like, y'all, it's really important to like think about the implications of what going to school might do on you financially when you're done. So mm-hmm. grad school's more expensive. Yeah. How did you navigate that? Excellent question. I um I guess um my ego was strong. <laughs> I had <laughs> I That's was okay. I had every like indication just in my brain I was like there's no way like as a black woman in computer science I was like I'm not paying for graduate school that part that's fine it's not happening (laughs) I don't know what I have to do but like I was like it's it's just it's not feasible like it would be dumb of me to end up in that position is how I felt about myself Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but um Dr. Neil did you apply to other programs sorry for interrupting but no I didn't Okay. Wow. That's been a theme with some of our our guests. They're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be here. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to do that right there. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. But honestly, Dr. Neil's support and like being with her as an undergraduate, it was just one year, I think, that I was with her and then over the summer. Um, But I was like, okay. So my biggest thing that I had learned about like the PhD was like your advisor, it's a marriage. And, you know, you need to have a good relationship with your advisor. And I was like, I want to have an advisor who I know is going to have my back and like is going to root for me. And I always want what's best for me. And I have always felt that way about Dr. Neil. And I've never had a doubt in my mind. And so I was like, why would I? Why? Why move? Yeah. Yeah. Why go somewhere else? I have it here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the question. It was about money. I know. Oh, it's my yeah. Money. I yeah. oh yeah. So Dr. Neil is very passionate about making sure her students are funded. Okay. Um, and so teaching assistantships were a thing. I didn't really have to think that hard about it. Um, mm-hmm. USF is pretty good about um, teaching assistantships. But with, with respect to like other things like scholarships, um, I was actually approached by Mr. Batson. He is Bernard a good, Batson. good, good man. Hey. Yeah, he's who introduced me to the Sloan program. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So Mr. Batson hooked it all up. Like, I didn't really know about the Sloan Foundation. Um, I knew um, a PhD student who's now Dr. Wright, mm-hmm. Andrea Wright. Um, I met her as an undergrad as well. She was a Sloan scholar and a McKnight scholar and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, Mr. Batson was the key and the plug. <laughs> and he got it all set up and I just did the little application. But yeah. It's In the, other words, find the Mr. Batson on your Find yes. the Mr. Batson at your university. They mm-hmm. are out there. They like know that there's all this money out there for students, but they're looking for students to help connect and give that money to. Yeah. yeah. So there, there are people at universities who are... In engineering in particular, they're minority engineering program coordinators, yep. right? And those are typically staff people, although sometimes they do have faculty who hold those positions. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're responsible for managing a lot of um, funding that comes in to support students, a lot of programs that like kind of help people with transition. So like you can think of it as like the summer bridge from high school to um, undergrad or even summer bridges at the graduate school level, mm-hmm. the RU programs, outreach, all that kind of stuff, student organizations. Yep. So find those people at your universities because they're, first of all, they're phenomenal because 
they're service oriented, right? They care about yep. you as a person, a whole person. Right. Um, they're not just in it for, oh, you know, this grant money. It's about how do I ensure that you're going to be successful and give yeah. you the keys. Right. So and they are eager to give out the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's Always. great. I'm so happy that you were able to find that space on your campus and get connected. Yeah. And I yeah. know that you're still giving back to groups. I have to. Like I yeah. wouldn't want it any other way because I literally, if I didn't have people who were like, you can do this and try this, I, I don't know where I'd be. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. So I have a quick question for you. Mm -hmm. So you participate in lots of CRA, WP activities, and these are geared towards, you know, helping you persist in school. And, you know, you've probably heard lots of the problems that other grad students or challenges that they may have on their path. Do you think that having a Black advisor, especially a Black woman advisor, has kept you away from some of these challenges that you hear other Mm. people have? Yeah, that's a great question. I think so. Um, Something really interesting, well, I don't know if interesting is the right word, but like um, summer 2020, when the social justice movement was very much aflame, Mm -hmm. um, having, I mean, Dr. Neola's support just to kind of be like, you know, I mean, there were obviously, there were projects that we're supposed to be working on, but I was like, I can't focus on that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was hard to Mm -hmm. get up and do things and... Um, Dr. Neil was 100% like made a message in the the lab chat and was like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to like, not be, you know, cranking, cranking out at your normal level right now. And I didn't know that that was not something that was happening across the board. Oh, Um, girl. yeah. 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 When I spoke to other PhD students is when I realized, um, they were at other universities. I didn't really like speak to other students at USF per se, but um, they were like, oh, wow, that's awesome that Dr. No did that. And I was like, did yours not? Like, but yeah, it's, it makes all the difference, really. It does. And like the um, imposter syndrome, like she just gets it. I mean, she's been there. Mm-hmm. I have that very frequently. I'm always like, I don't know. I'm very intimidated by wireless signals and sound. <laughs> and Dr. Neil's like, you know, everybody's kind of been at that position where they didn't know it but then one day you know it yep. you know? And so it's like it's okay that you're feeling like you don't really know what's going on like you're learning so yeah That's oh my amazing. goodness yeah That's great oh tempest we need to talk to her <laughs> oh, yeah. it's been too long yes <laughs> yeah, it's been way too long i think i think it's really important and i mean i can tell you anecdotally from my experiences well, I was still a grad student. Kyla was already faculty, you know, because she's a boss. But, like, <laughs> I was literally, like, there were days where I would, like, come into my lab, like, into the office and be, like, completely numb. Mm. And nobody would have any words, like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody would say anything. It would yeah. just be like, oh, this is a normal day for them. Yeah. But for me... It was just like, I'm going to do what I have to do to get out of here. And then I'm out of here. Right. And I've had instances where stuff was exasperated mm. by other people who just weren't aware. Because it yeah. just it's not their community. They don't right. see it. 
they're not even watching that news channel. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's really tough to navigate a space like that when you Mm -hmm. don't have someone who looks like you, someone who understands. So I'm glad that you have that because it really isn't everyone's story. Yeah. It's such a blessing. And even still, like she doesn't have to do that. Right. Like even though it, it, she is part of that community. She doesn't have to, she made the choice to do that. And that's really admirable. And yeah. I'm here for it. So. I just realized her advisor is my one of my mentors who is a black man. So I'm like, I wonder if there's a is there some trickle down blackness effect? Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. So there probably is. Dr. Damon Weather was um was her advisor. Mm. And I'm like, maybe she felt that amount of I'm just totally speculation, but maybe there's something to it with having someone who can understand your experience that mm-hmm. relieves you of a lot of the pressure of like, oh, I have to perform, I have to do this and someone's just like I get you yeah I get mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean there are even days like where I'm like okay you know you get nervous for your one-on-ones you're like I hope I have enough to like <laughs> I hope like she's not disappointed because I don't have enough going on or whatever but like there are some days she'll just hear it in my voice like she's like you're stressed huh and I'm like oh yeah I'm a little stressed and she's like okay <laughs> what I want you to do is just take the rest of the weekend off like don't do anything until like Wednesday oh wow She's like, just don't do anything. Can I mean, do your schoolwork, do your classwork, but the research, just leave it alone. Tell everyone I'll get back to it on Wednesday. Just take mm-hmm. some time. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Girl, you live in a dream. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice situation you got going right. on there. So yeah. I guess like, what are what are some challenges that you feel like you're experiencing that are grad school related maybe it's not even grad school because that's really yeah um I think I put I don't know I want to say like most of the pressure that I have I feel it's pressure that I put on myself Mm -hmm. um I'm very much like and it's funny because you know something that Dr. Neil is very passionate about is making sure that all of her students are fully funded and so on but I'm always like I want to get this fellowship which is like ambition But I also always want to make sure that, you know, there's, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I feel that I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. And so um, kind of taking the edge off is something that I always have a hard time doing. Um, Yeah, I'm really hard on myself. And so I'm just kind of giving myself room to like make mistakes and breathe and just kind of like fail gracefully and learn along the way kind of thing. I'm, I'm hard on myself. Yeah. That's definitely we all are. Yeah, we all definitely are. And yeah. it's good that you're that, you know, meta about it to be yeah. able to recognize that it's happening and put things in place because I don't think I had those words for yeah. super <laughs> self-aware. Yeah. It's probably the time off that she has. <laughs> the time to reflect. Right. You have time to think about yourself. Like thinking about yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Metacognition. That's what That's she's doing for y'all. Yeah. So, Shade, we've talked a lot about your school experience, but like what actually do you work on like on the day to day? Yeah. So right now on the day to day, I am trying to make myself work on my literature review. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is where I'm at. Same. Real talk. What, wait, what is a lit review? Just for, you know, aspiring uh, PhD yeah. students. Yeah. So a literature review is where you basically do a really deep and comprehensive dive on your area of choice. And so I'm trying to learn the ins and outs of deception detection. So one day I can say, 
I'm a deception detection expert or sensing expert with, you know, applications to deception detection kind of thing. But yeah, I'm trying to get going with my literature review. I It was hard. It's really, really hard to do literature review things while you're like taking classes because mm, there's mm. always a project to work on and then you have your outside research projects. So um, it was really hard for me to balance that. I did not do a good job, but now that I'm finished with my classwork, which I'm so excited about, oh, um, I have, yeah, I have more time to like dedicate to um, the literature review piece, but basically I'm interested in deception detection and I, I'm interested in like different ways to kind of like recognize behaviors that may be, um, I don't want to say that may indicate or kind of hint at like this person could be deceiving you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm interested in like video and sound and wireless sensing. So like channel like state. Deep fakes. So yeah, you did mention deep fakes. Yeah. Well, um, so not as much deep fakes. That's kind of like recognizing that's a little bit different, but okay. I am interested in just like people. Like, like an audio actual lie human. detector. Like, yeah. does your voice mm-hmm. pitch go up? Did you change yeah. the aspect of your voice when you're mm-hmm. lying? Like how some people say, like, when your eye moves. Right. Yes. Like you're lying. I, yeah. Because you that are reading kind of the thing. lie in space. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm, I'm, I've always been interested in like human behavior. And so, um, I I did a little bit of work connects in to your mom, huh? Do you think that connects to your mom? That's a good question. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, probably because I mean, because she, something... she's like putting together like the pieces of crime, right? So you yeah. have to like understand like someone's thought process, right. and, like yeah. okay, like they went over here and then they moved that and then this happened. Do you know what I mean? So like. There's the potential that somehow that permeated and yeah, spilled over. Honestly, I definitely see it. Yeah, the thing, the thing that I remember a lot about, like my mom when she was working in crime scene, was definitely like her depositions. I mean, I was never there, but when she would be kind of like called to go in and like testify as like an expert witness kind of thing, I was always like, it was just funny because I know my mom's behaviors. She's like super sarcastic and like (laughs) so you know when she would have to repeat things that she's already written in the report she would kind of like eye roll and like (laughs) it's amazing so it's like I'm like I wonder like how much these people really understand you know what I mean like how how my mom is really feeling about this right right. because she puts on a smile but she's like I don't want to be here kind of thing Right, because if you know her mannerisms, then that's how you are able Mm. to, you know, I feel like that's also something with, you know, the signal analysis, like there's Mm -hmm. some element of knowing that person's like baseline and then looking at those deviations to be like, uh, like you may not just seeing the deviation, you may not key in on it, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Cause she would always complain about like how they would ask her questions about things that she'd already written in the report. And she's like, she said that she would keep her eyes closed when she would roll her <laughs> eyes. But so her eye, she'd be looking here and then she'd uh-huh. close her eyes and then her eyes would be open. <laughs> She's like, I, I never actually roll my eyes with them open, but I'm right. rolling my eyes. Mm, that's hilarious. I needed that for Zoom where they make you turn your <laughs> cameras on. You probably did need that for Zoom because I have seen Kyla's face in meetings. <laughs> 
And I'm just like, Fair. let me not laugh. Because yeah. then it'll it's set so somebody easy to off. forget because, you know, there are so many times when you do the Zoom calls and you don't have the camera on and then you're like, <laughs> when mm-hmm. and then you're like oh, did you, ha- did you have something to say? It's like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I was looking over there and then up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But okay, so when we were talking earlier, we realized that you've switched topics, right? Like you switched direction. So where were you before and why did you change? Yes. So (laughs) it's funny. (laughs) It's kind of funny just because um, I think, okay, so before I was doing more like gesture, emotion, uh, behavior, kind of like gestures as behaviors, implicit, explicit, um, how those behaviors may translate semantically to an emotion. Um, Super interested in that. I still find that super fascinating. Um, But I kind of, Dr. Neil, she's good at what she does, man, but (laughs) she realized that I had Mm -hmm. like four different dissertation topics in my head. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to do the, okay, here's one, here's two, here's three, here's four, Shade, And it was like each week we would kind of narrow it down a little bit and yeah. narrow it and narrow it. And so um, it was like, what do you love the most about each thing? And like mm. kind of write it out and, um, you know, what kind of questions or, you know, potential papers or whatever that you see coming from these topics. Like, what would you want to investigate? Mm. Um, and so it was the gesture, emotion recognition. And then I was kind of interested in authentication a little bit with emotion. And mm-hmm. it was so many things that I was just like, Hey, Dr. No, what if we do this? And she'd be like, okay. And then it just got to a point where she was like, no, 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 we need to <laughs> rain yeah, it. cut it away. Yeah. Yeah. And so trim the fat. that's what, that's what I say. Trim yeah. the fat. Yes. Yes. Trim the fat. Mm-hmm. He had to, that's yeah. literally just happened this past semester. It just happened. But that's good, though, to kind of have someone who can help you to shape that idea into, you know, something concrete that you can work on and 100%. complete in a PhD. So are you yeah. interested in doing more research or being like faculty or anything like that when you're done? That's a, that's something that I've honestly been struggling with. Um, mm-hmm. I have. So as a Sloan Scholar, you have the opportunity to go to um, this conference and it's called the the Institute on Teaching and Mentoring. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And you see so many like black students and they're in all different kind of disciplines. And um, but it's super focused towards people going into academia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not 100 percent if that's me. Also, while I was doing I was TAing, I was like, ooh, I really don't know if this is me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <I> really. <laughs> <laughs> you really you really like learn how you feel about teaching people mm. and like I was like oh I don't know if I can do that but there's it's like a conviction I have this conviction to like still be I don't know present in like mm. the academic space um mm-hmm. and still interact with students because it made such a difference for me um no matter where I go and what I do I still want to like if I'm in industry I would want to do like an adjunct or some service with a university and like still be involved there. Um, But I have a really great mentor. His name is Dennis Matthews. Um, He's at Intel, Mm. um, Intel research. And so I talk with him a lot um, kind of about this and like the research versus academia or the industry versus academia thing. But 
I actually found Dennis from listening to one of your episodes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I learned Hello. about the IMCS website. Girl, okay. you better go. Yeah. And then that's, that was the summer I was like, I got to get it together. Because I listened to you guys and I was like, I got to figure it out. Whoa, and so wow. I made an account on the IMCS Aww. and I found my little mentor and Dennis and I have been wow. talking ever since. That's amazing. Yeah, seriously. It's 180. So wow. Dennis and I, we literally meet like we were meeting weekly, but we meet biweekly now and he's awesome. And I'm so, so grateful. But yeah, Dennis is huge and he that, helps me rein in I'm my- I'm like about brain. to cry again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Y'all, okay, so I we didn't even talk about this, but I literally, Sade sent us an email. Oh my gosh. After I met her, I I cried reading it and I couldn't respond. <laughs> so I just forwarded it to like other people in IMCS who were like part of our um, leadership team. And I was just like, I want you all to read this. Like, this is what impact looks like for us. And I got so many messages back from people like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. This is amazing. But like, I'm not, and I'm not going to pull it up and read it because I will 100% cry <laughs> it's again. Happen again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we worked really hard to get like a presence nationally where people knew that we had these resources. Mm-hmm. So to have someone like literally out of the clear blue sky send, send an email after just like randomly seeing me yeah <laughs> at a conference virtually was just like <laughs> oh my goodness and so i read that email and i'd already decided we were going to interview her like i was like <laughs> would you be would you be open to it but like after that i was like oh 100% she's being interviewed i just yeah. thank you for being willing to share like how we impacted your trajectory it made such a difference i swear and i i this is not sponsoring or <laughs> like, i literally stumbled i i can't remember i feel like i saw it on i have an academic twitter and so i think okay. i followed maybe like black and ai or like mm-hmm. black women in ai or something and maybe that's how i found the podcast and then i was like oh i gotta listen to this and i found out it was like two black women and then i found out you guys were at uf and i was like that's right down the street and i was like oh i gotta listen to this (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it made a huge difference and so um yeah when i started listening in summer 2019 i mean there was i don't know it just completely i was like wow these this is a it was just so many good things to think about you know what i mean that i wasn't thinking about before um I mean, it just made sense. It made sense to do everything that you guys were telling me to do. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I wanted to do it. And um, since then, I like, I was like, I got to brand myself. And so I like made my little website and yes, yeah, I tried to do I what I could it. do. I tried. Yeah. You like, like the dictionary definition of like best case scenario <laughs> for all of these, you know, different interventions that we're involved with. Cause I know like sometimes like you're just wondering like, what is the point? Are people right. getting anything from it? And then along comes Shade with the new like, right. Let me tell you how you changed my life. Yeah. Oh. I want you to know that when you're Dr. King, like the day that that's happening, we're going to be there. Oh, yes. With signs. We're going to be there. Be so, so just excited. be sure to yes. let us know. Please let us know. I absolutely will. Of course. With I, all of I, our 100% black female magic, we yeah. out there. We out here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I could cry. That's so exciting. Aww. Thank you so much. We're, we're, it's happening. It's happening. 
Yeah. So, okay. Now that we've talked about all the amazingness that you are, we want to know what's next. Where 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 are you going to be? What are you going to do yeah. in the next couple years? I will be working on my PhD. On the God grind. willing, and yes. <laughs> and then in two years, God willing, I should be done. Um, I've. So I've, this is my third year that I'm on now. Um, and so we just finished up the semester. Um, but yeah, I think I have around about two years left. We're doing the lit review. Then we'll get into data collection and all the fun stuff. Um, but in the meantime, I am probably still going to be hustling for fellowship money <laughs> because <laughs> I can't seem to stop. <laughs> Hey, you have a good package. Just keep it moving. Yeah. um, Yeah. I think foundation. Huh? Don't forget Ford Foundation as well. Yes. See, there are so that's actually this is something. Okay, this is something that was I don't want to say irritating to me, but when I realized I'm supposed to be applying to fellowships, I realized when I was in that awkward, like I'm not just starting. Yeah. But I'm not at the end. There, there are a few fellowships that are for people that are kind of like in the midst. Yeah. And so when I found out about them, there were only like one or two that I could apply to. Um, so I applied to like the NSFG RFP and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, the Microsoft one. Program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the fel- Facebook one as well. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's so weird. There are lots of like, we're trying to help you get out like dissertation, yep. you know, and then there's the, oh, we got to get you in the PhD program. So mm-hmm, here's the funding. Mm-hmm. But like when you're in there, it's kind of like, <laughs> A dead zone. Yeah. yeah. But Gosh. I learned about a lot of things that I can look forward to applying to as I like get towards my later years. So definitely the hustle for fellowships will not stop. Okay. But hey, also I, I hope it. to continue doing internships. Um, I will probably be doing an internship with PNL this um this upcoming summer, God willing, all being well. Um, I really enjoyed my time there last summer. And I like the idea of it, like working. It's like industry, but not industry. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. good. So my sister, right? She works directly for government, DOD. But when the government shuts down, oh, <laughs> she yeah. gets furloughed. Mm-hmm. They don't get furloughed mm-hmm. at like government contractors. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Big brain energy right there. Yeah. That's big brain energy, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Found that one little loophole. Girl. It's, it's a little loophole. But yeah, I've always really, I mean, everyone in my family, there's always been a service component. So I'm really big on service and giving back. Um, yeah. So I want to, I've always kind of wanted to have that service component in whatever I do in life. I've always wanted to kind of work for the government. Um, and so I think that like, national labs are, are a happy medium and i've enjoyed my time so far awesome 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 well okay it's been such a pleasure interviewing you hearing your story being reminded why we do this yes and i want people to be able to follow you and your academic twitter and wherever <laughs> else you may be so if you want to like let us know how we can connect with you that'd be awesome yeah, you can find me on Academic Twitter. I believe my handle is just my first name, Shade underscore King. Mm-hmm. And then I have my little website that I made. <laughs> and I think it's just my first and last name dot com. But you, you have to Google it. I don't remember. 
<laughs> I, I, I have to update it too, but <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be on the website for okay. the episode. So I'll I'll Google it and link it awesome. so that people can have mm-hmm. some direct ways to access you. Yay. It was a pleasure and this was so much fun. Thank you so am, so much. Yes. Thank you. My entire family was geeking. They were like, oh my god, that's so cool. You gotta tell me when the episode comes out. I was like, I'll let you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yes. All right. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace.